It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Hey. What's up, baby? Hey, it's um, our newest episode live of yeah. Loving the Strange in which we talk about creepiness. I hope so. <laughs> One of our friends thinks that Sean's super creepy because he has a whisper voice. Uh, and I, I feel like this podcast is for that specific friend. Oh, really? In honor of them, maybe. I didn't print out any stories like that. <laughs> <laughs> notice the, notice how um, those of you who can see this live, Sean's buttoning up his shirt to make sure he doesn't look too creepy. No, I didn't actually button it up. I left it unbuttoned. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Hey, well, Christine. Christine is here and Dee is here. Hey. What's up, people? Are y'all well, all okay with creepiness? Everybody's okay with this kind of creepiness. <laughs> so when I was uh, thinking about our podcast, um, I was thinking about like uh, what actually is creepy. Yeah. Right? And um, I decided that creepy is an unpleasant feeling, an unease. But it's not like quite as bad as being scared. You know, like it's not scary. It's creepy. Ah. Do you think that's right? Sounds good to me. I just thought we were doing scary ones. <laughs> no, the word's creepy, babe. The word's creepy. They're All right, creepy. well, a couple of mine are very creepy. Yay. But I can make one up that was real creepy if you want. Do you have... All right, so your friend from, from school, John Bell, is here. And my friend from school, Christine, is here. And... um. They might remember our past better than we do. But do you have <laughs> any creepy stories from like your high Me? school years? Yeah. Personally? Yeah. Not really. I told you I couldn't think of any. <laughs> I know, but I thought I gave you some like time. Oh, you did. Didn't help. Oh, baby. I still, what? I know. Podcast I'm gonna let I'm gonna let down. I'm gonna let down. She are let down. Christine Stop apparently being sick, Christine. Oh, yeah, I have my biannual two days of sickness, so mm -hmm. I'm still a little bit out of it. <laughs> oh, Christine. Yeah, look, you got, a big old, you got a big old prompt. I know, but I don't remember it enough to make it a real story. Uh-oh. I repress a lot of the scary, creepy things from my childhood. I don't know if Chris, Christine, sorry, was there um, in high school, but once we had this seance in the basement level of our split level on Southgate Drive in Bedford, New Hampshire. And uh, yeah. I keep hoping that Sean Young, who became the inspiration for one of the characters in the first two books I ever wrote, um, <laughs> he will come on and tell us this story. But it involves... <laughs> yes, Christine, I have repressed it. Um, it involves... Carrie, Carrie represses everything. It's the only way I can survive. That's why we're still married. <laughs> That's so sadly true. Um, anyways, but um, when we were in high school, I kind of was the creepy person, I think. And we had a, a, ho a house where my mom and I lived in Bedford, New Hampshire, in a little subdivision after we moved away from a super haunted house. And we had a seance down there, I think. And at one point, Sean Young and I both saw at the exact same time and nobody else saw it. This big, tall, gaunt, creepy man. And it was just freezing cold. And he was like, it's like, he, it was like the evil guy in Poltergeist this is the best way I can explain to you to it. But I kind of thought it was my grandfather. <laughs> um, and it freaked us out. I seem to remember we threw a satanic Bible in a river. Um, and... That is one of the creepy things, but I don't think it's the same as the devil's church, man. Like, I feel like Christine's going to have to somehow tell me this story so that I can It sounds like it. it was far superior. No, I don't think it probably was. Like, if, if I can still vaguely it. remember that one and would suppress the devil's church, that's the better story. That's what I mean. 
Oh yeah, you're right. If the Devil's Church story must be much better. Yeah. If you actually don't remember it. We Which means I have a whole buttload of stories I just can't remember. <laughs> but that's not true. I I don't want to have any. You know, I got to protect my Fifth Amendment rights against self incrimination with oh, my stories my from when I was younger, you know? <laughs> Kate, so why does it not surprise me that you held a seance or threw a creepy book in a river? I love that. I'll tell I you what. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, Carrie doesn't want nothing to do with a Ouija board nowadays. No, I won't go near that. <laughs> um, but when I was a kid, uh, one time we had this seance, and Steve Sills, who is lovely, and Sarah Silverman, who is a famous, and a couple other people, we were all in theater camp in Bedford, New Hampshire, and I was the kid who was the latchkey kid, so everybody came to my house after um, camp because no parents um and we had this seance that i eventually fictionalized and used in my book um after obsession and uh it was the creepiest thing in the world that i can still remember and haven't repressed and a pencil caught on fire during the seance and a necklace that we don't know how it got there was there and the drapes in the picture window and the other room closed and we don't know how that happened it was scary as heck and one participant believed that they were possessed <laughs> and that was creepy af man it was creepy af and i'm not gonna say who that participant was because i don't want to out them um but like that was scary you gotta imagine all these seventh graders screaming and running down a hill just to get out of my house i don't think that helped with my popularity cred honestly i think that made me even weirder like Hey, it's Carrie. She's the creepy girl with this, like, we had a seance at her house and, and like, this necklace, a stone necklace appeared and somebody wouldn't take it off because they said it was his, all his, and, and thought they were possessed. And then the pencil caught on fire and then the drapes closed. It was scary AF. Yeah, don't go over her house. I think that was, <laughs> I think that was the end of my popularity. That's pretty cool. No, just with a different group, group, that's all. I don't know. Yeah. Did you see Christine's comment? Wait, no, where? Where? You got it up. It was an abandoned... Oh, oh, wait. No. no. Oh, it was an abandoned stone church in the woods. I still don't have it. I don't You don't have remember it. that? No. Oh, wait. I don't Man. know what happened. Gonna have to take uh, you to hypnotherapy or something. I kind of probably do. Well, we don't want to know all... Is... We don't want to know all that, baby. I'm sure it was super creepy. Caitlin has a story. Um... And it was when I was in high school, me and my friends would often have a bonfire at camp and would often think we saw a man watching us in the woods. Caitlin, you're so cute. Creepy men probably were. Six years later. Uh, oh, wait. Six years later, found out that the famous Maine hermit was living less than a mile away to the camp. So concluded that it was probably him. We were creeped. Caitlin. Yeah. Oh, my, my gosh. Probably was him. I'm sure it was Man. him. Oh, that's so creepy. Uh, that is creepy, actually. Oh, my gosh. Poor Caitlin. Well, at least he was just peeping on him. I know. But peeping is creepy. You know it's creepy. Oh, no. It's totally creepy. Not I'm when not, you're the peeper, not, but when you're being peeped upon. It's but creepy. I mean, at least he didn't do anything. Terrible. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, Caitlin, I want to hug little you and be like, get out of there. Caitlin's like, why was he watching us? We turned out okay. Caitlin, you turned out better than okay, my friend. All right. So Chris, Christine says, we went with LaSalle, Jackie, LaFleur, and Amy too. And her burnt shoots and all kind of stuff. Still repressed? Yes. What? Yeah, I can't remember it. Man. Dude, I must have been so scared that that's like locked up in my brain. This whole podcast can be devoted to jogging Carrie's memory. I actually feel like I can kind of remember the sheets, like the, the burnt sheets. Were they on the wall or on the floor, though? <laughs> like they were used for curtains? Oh, man, I can almost get this. Oh, uh -oh. gosh. Someday, Christine, we will hook up and you'll have to tell me all about this. Christine um, said both. They're oh, on the wall and the floor. That's probably why in my brain I can't 
figure out which it is because I can see them both. Okay, maybe I'm starting to remember. Just like our bedroom upstairs. <laughs> so creepy, honey. See, this is why our friends think Sean's creepy. It's his sense of humor. What? Um, nothing. Yeah. Dee said she would have hung out with me even after the strange stuff, which I totally appreciate, Dee. You and Christine still hanging out despite the weirdness. <laughs> um, Shani, do you have any creepy stories that we've jogged your memory about? No. Nah. Okay, Christine said there's condos there now. I bet those condos are haunted. Probably. Oh my gosh. I bet they're so haunted. If they're on top of the Satan church or the devil's church. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was a long delay there. <laughs> I know. I was looking at one of my stories. I got you online. You want to tell your story while I try uh, to retrieve my memory? I was really hoping that. Um... Oh, geez, now I can't remember. Doug was going to be here tonight because oh. the title of this one is "When I Was a Horny Teenager." And that sounds like Doug. <laughs> it does. My boyfriend. Love you, Doug. My boyfriend and I were at the lake parked in a hidden parking lot making out in the middle of the night. There was no other soul nearby, and the only sound we could hear was the water from the lake splashing. Okay. <laughs> Which I've never been to a lake where the water just spontaneously splashes, but whatever. Our car windows were getting steamy, and our hands started traveling on each other's body. This was not our first time. It sounds and, like you wrote this, honey. Did you write this? No way. Where is this from? You got to cite the source. All of my stuff's from Quora. Okay, and you didn't write it. <laughs> I, no, I've never made such a submission in my life. Oh. And previous to this night, we had never encountered anything or anyone in this parking lot except each other. Oh my God! We, you did write this. No, I know you wrote this. No, I, I, just, wrote I, this. I added that part. We still uh, lived with our we still lived with our parents and had no money for a hotel, so we had nowhere else to get our freak on but in the back of our vehicle. You know, you did it too. <laughs> Christine's just like, oh, oh yeah, children are listening. Yeah, this yeah, it is. Friendly. I All won't right. go any further. There is no further than that. Okay. Okay. So, so basically, they're in the back seat making out. And, out. and the woman noticed movement around the front of the vehicle. So she pushed her boyfriends up, off and tried to get his attention. And they both looked out the front window. <laughs> and uh, there was a man peering at, at us through our condensated front window. Okay. Well, you know, when you're making out, it gets all when you're kissing steamy. Really hard, we'll make kissing. It steamy okay. in there. Okay. Uh, anyways. So her boyfriend jumped into the front seat, started the vehicle, and sped off. And they never knew who found out. They never found out who the dude was. <gasps> and then the last sentence says, I'm going to ask my husband later today and see if he remembers that night. What? Well, either she married the guy from the car, oh. or she was married when she was with the dude in the car, and she was going to be like, huh? Honey, do you remember that night that I came home really late and I was really freaked out? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm betting she married the guy from the car. I hope so. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. All right. Carrie said that her mom used to be a travel agent in the 90s and took a group of people to a place that I cannot pronounce, which That's is good. probably Medjorge, to witness and meet the children who saw an apparition. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like to see an apparition. Well, you see me all the time. Man. You're not an apparition. You're a real, baby. No, I'm not. I'm not real. Um, and Kate said the firm I worked for, one of the original partners, had a heart attack and died in my office. <gasps> I was in my boss's office one time, and my office phone called his phone. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. It is. Oh, that's creepy. Kate, that would creep me out. Um, Carrie said, of the Virgin Mary, she sent me to a priest's house to pick up a Bible for her to take with her. His house smelled musty and foul until he picked up the Bible, and then it smelled like roses. Roses. That's amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, actually. I want a Bible that makes my house smell not like dogs, but like roses. I'll take anything that'll do that. <laughs> that would be 
Awesome. Right. Baby, do you want to want to read the John Bell one? Or, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. John Bell says, not sure if Sean was there, but some kids said there was a haunted house by the inlet on Millionaire's Mile. I was not there, but I did hear about said house and this story, I believe. We all drove there and parked by the road under full moon. We walked up and it looked like there was a little man looking at us from the window of the third floor corner window. I was the only one brave enough to go inside the house and there was a bunch of Hot Wheels cars and other kids' toys scattered on the floor. I walked to the back window to look at the beach and when I came back to the door... Cliffhanger! Oh, Cliffhanger! Ellipses. Oh, man. But to be fair, John has three ellipses, which is the appropriate amount of ellipses for a sentence fragment. Grammar time. Ready? <laughs> oh. Grammar time. So we all can be a little bit smarter. You're going to run off our listeners. Ellipses are those dot, dot, dots that you see to indicate a trailing off of thought, right? Right? We all got it, right? right? That's right. And when it's a full sentence, you need four, four of those to indicate like a, that pause or the trailing off of speech. But if it's a sentence fragment, which means not a full sentence, you only need three. And there you go. Your grammar tip of Loving the Strange podcast. Baby, we already got a podcast for that stuff. Let's keep that it fun. Helpful. Let's keep it fun on this one, okay? Oh, man. I thought it was helpful. <laughs> See, Kate liked it. Kate said, give me all the grammar tips. She's just trying to be supportive of you, honey. And that's why I love <laughs> One of the many reasons. Other than she needs love because she's got a haunted office. That's yet. A haunted office. All right. Do you want me to read one? Heck yeah. All right. So mine are from Reddit. And again, all the sources are in the podcast notes at Carrie Jones Books. Blog. Don't sue us. Ready? This is from Reddit and it's from Mustache 2258. Mustache. Ready? <laughs> Oh, I don't like this one, actually. What? Yeah. All right. I like this one, though. We're going right. to get rid of Moustache and go with Anani. My grandmother swore by this story till her dying day. It was during the war in London, and my dad was a baby. She was bombed out of her house and was staying with a friend. The friend had set her up in a room on the top floor. Anyway, she was taking my dad upstairs to bed when a figure materialized on the stairs, telling her, don't sleep in that room tonight. She like run, ran back down the stairs and told her friend that she and my dad were sleeping in the sitting room that night. Her friend was annoyed, what a jerk, but agreed. <laughs> that night, a bomb exploded near the house and the roof caved in right on top of my dad's cot. He would have been killed. Wow. It's creepy, but a good creepy. That is a good story. I like good the story. good creepy. <laughs> did you almost say she runned back down the stairs? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> not, to take away from your, not to take away from your story or anything. But Dude, it's really late. I'm tired. I've been dealing with a sick husband. Um, Liz uh. said, but see, Liz, you say that right when Liz Graves says, listening outside, so I can't comment. But I can't believe I didn't know, one, the rule about four ellipses when it's a full sentence. That ellipses isn't even plural. Carrie rules the grammar. Thank you, Liz. You make <laughs> me feel better. And Nancy says, I'm the grammar queen. I love you both. I, love you both so much. I can finish John's story now. Yay! All right, finish it, man. But wasn't so, that creepy? Wasn't that a creepy but good story? Oh, that's a super creepy story, yeah. I just want to know that like that writer actually asked their grandmother right before she died, do you swear by that story, Granny? The Grammys don't make up stories, babe. They're Grammys. Oh, you're Everything right. they say is truth. <laughs> what? No? No, you're right, baby. You're okay. right. All right. That's what Grammys are for. So, as a refresher... John yeah. Bell and some of our friends had gone to a supposed haunted house on what we what was called Millionaire's Mile. Look at you with the supposeds. Well. Skeptic. 
<laughs> Some people thought they saw a tiny green man up in the third floor window, and John was the only one brave enough to win in to go in. <laughs> so when he went into the house, John. there was little matchbox cars and stuff all over the floor. So he walked to the far side of the house to look at the ocean side. Because Millionaire's Mile is but a sliver of land with house lots on each side of a road. And there's water on either side of that. Anyways, okay. <laughs> um, when he was done looking at the sea, he turned around. And all the matchbox cars were stacked up neatly against the wall. So, he walked out and said, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we all went to, went to our cars and they wouldn't start. After five minutes, they started, and we hauled ass and never went back. But, but, there's children listening. Hauled butt. Hauled butt. Hauled butt. But, B-U-T. T-T. Three T's? <laughs> B-U-T-T-T. No. Carrie, the grammar queen. <laughs> no, I didn't say there's three T's and butt. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, gee. You want to hear a scary one? Oh, I'd love to. All right. So, this one is also from Reddit. And I have a couple. <laughs> Christine's like, can I borrow that ghost? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a neat ghost. And I have a couple really funny ones um, that uh, that are also creepy that a listener sent in. Should I do those first? I'm going to do those. Oh, yeah, do those. All right. Are they anonymous? What? Oh, they... the child's 19. The child's 19. I'm oh, not oh my gosh. about that anymore. <laughs> Oh wait, and Chris, and Kate had a has a good one, a good creepy. Yeah, Kate. I posted some pictures on Facebook, and my grandma, who passed away several years ago, commented on the photo, and it said a comment uh, from five years ago. No, it did not. That's really creepy, right there. Actually. Shut the front door. That is amazing. <laughs> Where'd you learn that? Oh my god! I didn't know you. Amazing. I didn't know you had that in your arsenal. It's usually shut the f up around here. No, he's lying. He's Anyways, lying. that but, is oh a creepy gosh, story. Hey, but it's a good creepy. Yeah, is it, it a is. Nice comment though was if it was a nice comment. It's yeah. Creepy. <laughs> uh, I'm, think, I'm thinking of bad comments. <laughs> Don't, don't. Grandmother. I'm not saying anything. Okay. So there's this article on ideas.ted.com about what makes a person creepy, which makes me think of you, baby. Um, and uh, how we ascribe negative traits to people right, we don't all know. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> there you go. That's your creepy. If you want to do it again, you can. No, I don't um, want to do it again. It doesn't and, have the same effect, baby. In the article, it says stuff like, you know, we say things like, wow, that guy's creepy. What a weirdo. Or she's freaking me out. And so they tried to um, determine these psychologists, uh, Julia Shaw, and um, going off of a study from 2016 by Francis Nick Andrew and Sarah Klonke, whose last name I can't say, um, they did this empirical study, right, about, like, what is it that creeps us out, you know, about other people? Like, is it an inbuilt threat detector, which I think my daughter or our daughter emmy has the best creepometer out there other than you shawnee um but and i have none so <laughs> yeah um, um they've studied people and they're like what are like you know they're like ah, oh, men are more creepy than women in general sorry men but then they also said like the most likely characteristics of a creepy person and the number one do you want to guess the number one me yeah oh no i don't no? know all right I don't... what it's that they stand too close to you oh really ah mm -hmm. oh. so i think i'm creepy because i think i stand too close to people I... <laughs> I never, th I would have never thought of that as being number one. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, in the ninety-five, like the of all the things that was like the top thing. Yeah, it was, the top three are: they stand too close to you or your friend. They have greasy hair, and this one I find is very hard to quantify, which is they have a peculiar smile. I number think. Th 
Oh, go ahead. Number uh, four uh, is they have bulging eyes, which feels Jesus like me Christ. and Don Knotts. And number five <laughs> is that they have long fingers. Oh, my word. And very skin is up there, too, babe. None of that makes sense to me at all. <laughs> my cousin Kalila's like, are you a dreaded close talker saying it? So I don't know if I'm a close talker. Because I know when other people close talk to me, like, I back up. Yeah, you're not a close talker, baby. You don't even have that close approximate. Because you like the more, if you're going to be talking to somebody and you get close, you're more sidling up to them. I am like, a side. You're I'm not, not a, in the face like, ah. No, I'm not a in your face. I'm right. more like a, hey, side by side. And I will occasionally lean and bump people. Because I don't see out my left eye because I'm blind. And if you're on that side, I'm going to bump you with butt all the time. Uh, is the easiest person in the world to, like, jump scare. I'll tell he you what. He scares me all the time. <sighs> Just yeah. get, on her, get on her left side. You're all set. Oh, my gosh. Kate said that um, her Grammy said, I love the photos. That's awesome. Ooh, Christine said warts. That sets off your freakometer as well. I think that. I think maybe. And you said, I feel like the peculiar smile is if it makes your skin crawl. And Carrie said, I just described all her ex boyfriends. <laughs> so oh, my word. You need me to be your wingman. I can be Carrie's wingman. Carrie the wingman. Carrie um, duo. Yeah, man. And, um, Fortunately, I've made my cousin sigh with relief. I'm really not that close to talking. No, you're not a close talker. You're not. Unless I really have the hots for you, which is very rare. I'm a close talker to Shawnee. <sighs> oh, Kate said people who don't blink. Yeah. That's very true. Also, it said people who are super pale. So I think uh, white people are creepier. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably true. Um, and also, um, unkempt hair, bags under your eyes. If you lick your lips too much, that's creepy. That, and, that, if, and if it's that, if you don't let people leave the conversation. Oh, well, then you're creepy. just like an energy vampire. Yeah, you're an energy vampire. Yeah. And you're also creepy if you keep, like, steering the conversation to one thing. Like, say someone's talking about puppies, and you're like, fornication. And then they're like, um, yeah, I went to work the other day. And you're like, fornication. Or, like, hey, it worked on you, baby. For <laughs> Stop giving away my secrets. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyways, do you want me to tell these stories? I don't know. I, I uh, I had something to say, but I forgot what it was. You made okay, me forget. All right. I'm so sorry. I'm going to tell the stories then. All that right. was our lead up to these stories. So these are all from the same person. First one, I had a girl take a bite out of my notebook I made. Never knew why. It was very weird. And the outside of the notebook was made of styrofoam material. Oh, that's disgusting. But very <laughs> weird. Imagine, like, hey, here's my notebook. And they're like, on a notebook and they bit it so hard they broke through possibly like that's because it was stop sty anybody can bite through styrofoam but oh, oh, that, what about like, the world's driest popcorns nasty I have the dullest teeth i am not made to be a carnivore no i don't have any points like you never bite hard enough when i ask you to baby oh my gosh children are listening all right they're 19 they're still children too. Yes, they are. My dead mother could be listening, and my dead grandmother, and Kate's dead grandmother. You gotta be good, Sean. All right, ready? Oh my God, you didn't get here by friggin' immaculate conception, okay? Yes, I did. Your grandmas were into it too. No, they weren't. <laughs> um, number two, I was working back home doing retail when this guy walks up to me and goes, "Are you a tennis player? You look." like a tennis player and i told him i was not a tennis player and he proceeded to try and flirt with me when he realized it wasn't going anywhere his whole demeanor changed Ooh, that's a bad sign and he goes okay so if i want to go to that mexican restaurant i go which way again 
found out later from a co-worker that this dude circled the store three times before he finally came and talked to me. And another co-worker saw us talking and walked in the other direction because she thought he was cute. <laughs> I think that's interesting. All right, number yeah. three. He definitely was. He, he just had a poor a poor pitch. That's he all. He had a terrible pitch. He's definitely into that person. He, he, he needs to work on that pitch. <laughs> That's no Sean Ferrar pitch right there. All right, number three. I was working at a different retail location, and this guy comes in wearing a white T-shirt. I take him to the shirts and ask him what size he wants. He wants to know how big they go. I tell him, and he decides to buy two. While I'm ringing up his purchase, he says, so do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> I say. <laughs> Was that one of your lines, Johnny? No, my God. Sheepy, that's, that's too forward. <laughs> Creeper smoother than that. I say, no. He immediately follows with, why? Is it because you're bipolar? Good guess. Jesus. God. Man. Bad, bad line. That's bad not... line. Creepy. <coughs> I was pretty upset, but since I was still on the clock, oh, that's so sad. I hate when you're working and you have to be polite and you just want to hit people. That's so unfair. Um, I just settled for no. When I handed him his receipt, he goes, I can put my number on that for you. And I said, that won't be necessary. Have a nice day. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's a line between creepy and jerks, and it's a very close line, you know? I'm really kind of sad that I'm not either a female or a super handsome man and get to experience this kind of... Maybe you're a super handsome man. No, I've never heard stuff like... I've, I've never heard stuff like that in my life. No one's ever... Like, okay, maybe a couple guys, but no women. Because you're hottie. All but, you got to do is walk across that grocery store a lot, and people are like, ooh, wow. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Just True story. True I, story. Um, number four, while in college, I was walking through Walmart texting when this guy walked by and shouted his phone number at me. What kind of like retention does this guy think you have? Like, that's seven digits. Being could be, could be ten you. if he's from out of state. I know. Or or, or in a big state. <laughs> Christine said everything happens at our grocery store. This is true because it's our community gathering place. All right. And number five. Five of this poor woman's creepy stories. Ready? I was grocery shopping at Walmart and this grocery shopping, Christine, uh, and this guy ran up to me and asked me if I was married and said, damn, and looked up, <laughs> just looked me up and down. I just quickly walked away, bought my crap and left. And then they said, I realized most of my strange encounters are with dudes. Story of my life, LOL. <laughs> That's kind of what I was just saying. They don't have any game. Those guys have no game. Guys. Uh, all right, ready? Helpful hint of the podcast. Oh, other shouting. than ellipses? Yes, other than ellipses. This is helpful life hint. Don't shout your phone number at somebody. In a store, on a road, in a parking lot, even in a nightclub. It's not going to get remembered. Plus, not super cool. Two. Don't tell people, uh, oh, you must be bipolar, if uh, they're like, I, I honestly, ever. Don't give anybody a mental health diagnosis. Not that there's anything wrong with it, you know, like whatever. But just don't go diagnosing random people in your time and like your attempt to get them on a date. Three, from my personal experience, don't ever tell a woman that she looks like a bag lady that doesn't help either on a date and number four you know that's happened don't talk all about all my personal stuff <laughs> okay so i get really cold really easily i get really cold really easily and these stories reminded me of this of men who have no game or
or men who try to put you down in order to make you like them. Like, oh, I'll make her insecure so she'll be grateful to be with me. Guys, that is not the cool way to go after people. So anyways, super cold. I went out with this douchebag banker guy, right? I didn't realize it was a date. I was walking from the newspaper office. It's Maine, midwinter. I've got 87 layers on, right? Because I'm cold. And he took me to the Chinese restaurant, which even though it's shot place, sucks and so i go to the chinese restaurant with this guy i hate chinese food and here he i like real chinese food but i don't like it here and so then this guy is like you look like a bag lady you got so many layers you look like a bag lady <laughs> that's horrible but he is that kind of i don't know who that is he's just that kind of a schmuck he smells like pee Anyways, <laughs> I think that's a creepy thing. If you smell like pee, oh god, and you're so younger good. than like a hundred, it's kind of, <laughs> and you're on a date that you don't realize is a date. It's creepy. He missed out. He missed out, man. He said, "I would have finished like like." With and you look like you'll be dining alone the rest of your life. <laughs> it have been so funny. Kate said, "Did you throat punch him?" I said, "No." I think I said, "Oh, that's rude." It's what? Oh, my brilliant comeback. Yeah, and then what? I don't know. Did you leave? No, because I'm. Well, I guess he drove you there. No, we walked. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I walked. Yeah, I wasn't going uh, in his car. Either. It would have smelled so bad. <laughs> I feel like everyone in Bar Harbor knows who says this. Um, Kate said, I posted a picture on my Instagram of my feet propped up on the edge of a boat while I was holding a book, and some guy private messaged me about how he was in love with my feet. Hey, that's a legitimate fetish now. That doesn't have to be creepy, I guess. It is when you don't really know them. Of course it is. I was just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> I also have my creepy guy story. Should I tell my creepy guy story? Uh, man, I don't know which one you're talking about, man. All right. So when I was in college, I was super political as I was prior to college. I was like, ooh, social justice activist and presidential races. And I like was involved in every organization you could ever imagine. And I'm positive that's how I got into all the colleges that I got into. It wasn't because I was smart, because I'm not. It was just because I was so active. Anyways, I stayed active in college, but not quite as much because I finally got into college. Um, and, and I uh, used to work for like every time. I grew up in New Hampshire, so we're used to working for presidential campaigns as part of school for extra credit or a social studies class. And so I was in college, and it was a presidential campaign, and we all went down um, to New Hampshire and stayed at my mom's house the creepy house with the seance in order to um, work on all of our various presidential campaigns during the primary because New Hampshire has the first primary Whew, backstory. So I'm that was just there. the backstory. <laughs> so I'm down there. I'm holding a sign for a, for a candidate and my dog has a sign that somebody else put on them for Harkin, who I think was a candidate, and it said Barkin for Harkin, which was very clever. Um, and a guy across the street with a very opposite political sign from mine pointed, said, love your dog. And I was like, oh, thanks. And um, I tend to not care who people's political candidates were, at least I did then. And we started talking. And everybody else was like, don't talk to him, Carrie, because I guess their creep meters worked and mine didn't. And eventually we talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And then they invited me out for a date, which I think I knew was a date, but I'm not 100 percent sure because it's a long time ago and I may have repressed it. So we're on a date and we're in his car and I brought my dog because I didn't really know him or super trust him, you know, and. My dog, he's gassing up the car, and I swear to God, this is true. And my dog pulls out a piece of paper from underneath the passenger seat where I'm sitting of the SUV. And I take it from her because I don't want her to, him, I'm sorry, it was a him, because I didn't want him to eat it. His name was RJ. He's a huge, cool dog. And I look at it, and it's a protection order 
for assault because of assault <laughs> on a woman in his home state of Alabama. So I immediately became fake sick and made him bring me back. Um, but on the way back, he told me that um, he thought I would be a good breeder, even though I didn't have very big hips. <laughs> That's smooth. Yeah. And he then, was just from Alabama, baby. You know that. And then I went back to college and he kept looking for me at college and security would tell me that he was looking for me and driving around, but he hadn't done anything illegal, so they couldn't do anything. Um, and then he sent me a book. It was um, Bartlett's book of famous quotations. I don't know if it's here at the other house. And it had all these hieroglyphics in the front. And quotes, really, really creepy. Oh, uh, I should have brought that kinda, home. Uh, white supremacist quotes in the front too. Yeah. So I barely miss being a breeder. You. <laughs> you missed out, man. I am so depressed about that. It was Jeez. creepy though. That's my creepiest guy story, I think. That's a pretty creepy one right there. That's not like TMI or anything. It's creepy. Friggin' idiot. You don't drive around protection orders in your vehicle. You don't want the <laughs> cops to find them. You don't want potential girlfriends to find them. You don't want their dogs. My dog saved oh, the day. Keep that you locked up in your safe. Because it was a great Pyrenees and they're the best dogs ever. What? I don't know. Okay. I was just thinking it'd be really creepy if you were a girl and you went home with some dude that you didn't really. Maybe you dated them for like couple dates and he felt good enough to go home and then when you got to his house you're like looking around you find this one door that's just locked and he's like don't, no don't go in there don't ever try to go in there dude that's so scary you should write horror novels baby maybe we can make a ton of money writing horror novels oh i used to have one of those doors in my house <laughs> just kidding that's not funny <laughs> We shouldn't have been married so long for me to still be like, is he is he telling the truth? <laughs> That's not funny. It's true. You gotta give people you gotta I see that. <laughs> I'm gonna give people the wrong idea. Oh really? Like you never do? Christine said it puts on the lotion. You can do that better than I can. I can't do that. It puts the lotion. I can't because I'm sick. <laughs> it, my mouth just dried up suddenly. Like, nah. Um, Carrie said, my grown-up profession is executive chef. A meat sales guy used to come in every week and offer me free animal parts. I'm sorry. If I would go out with him, you know, pig cheeks, feet, eyes, etc. Oh, Carrie, so all the all the discards. I'm telling you, that would probably work on Sean. No, it's got to be a better cut. It's got to be a better <laughs> cut of meat than that. It's at least got to be bacon. It's just sort of like, hey, baby, you want some free animal parts? I'll give you some free animal like, parts. I don't know. need filet mignon, but it's got to at least be bacon, okay? <laughs> Man, uh... I, I, I know, I know, I'm mixing my animals, but you know. Christine said I was smart in that we get to meet all the candidates in New Hampshire. It's true. I love that about New Hampshire. My amazing cousin said, downtown Denver in a club. Huge, tall, bulky man. So Sean, was it Sean? Throws me over the shoulder and runs toward the front door. I'm kicking and wailing so security stops him, kicks him out immediately. Two hours later, the same guy was outside with his car running, wanting to apologize after finding me in a crowd of over 50 people. My friends pushed me to the back of them, and we all got in the car. Me first, one by one. <laughs> That's so creepy. That is pretty creepy. That should be like attempted kidnapping or oh, something. Oh, my word. That's freaking creepy. I want to I mean, beat him up. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Creepy. Amanda Courtney says hello. Hello, Amanda Courtney. Um, and Gary says the good part. <laughs> That's what I asked for. Are you always gonna ask for the good meat? Always. 
What? Funny. Hey, I didn't follow it up with that's how Carrie came to have me. But you just said it. I did. But it doesn't count if you do it in two parts. There was an ellipses in there. Was it three or four? <laughs> I don't know because I don't remember what you said. I already repressed it. Ah. <laughs> All right. Do you have another story? Or do you want me to go? Ah. Um. Uh. Somebody asked for a scary story. I don't I know have if scary I. Scary story. Hold on. I have a great scary story. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, I got one. All it's right, not, It's a little scary, probably for. For, uh, you know, 19-year-olds. <laughs> As a teenage girl, I drove into my parents' garage, parked the car, and walked in through the den door. No one else was at home. My parents and two older sisters were out. I went upstairs to change clothes and heard a clicking noise downstairs. I crept down a few stairs and peered over the banister at the French doors on the front of the house. Through the curtain on the door, I saw the shape of a man. He was turning the door handle. It was fortunately locked. The clicking stopped. The shadow disappeared, and I suddenly had a frightening thought. I had left the garage door up, and the oh, den no. door that I had entered was unlocked. Oh, no. I flew down the stairs, through the foyer, into the den, and hurriedly flicked the lock on the door. As I breathlessly jumped back the door, back from the door, the knob begins to turn. Click, click. <gasps> I had barely made it in time. That's it? <laughs> That's the end of the story. Oh, man. That's super scary. That's very scary. That's so scary. I, I just want to ask that person if they ever lived in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> Was it you or John Bell? All right, ready? No, <laughs> not John. I'll take credit for that kind of behavior. But I've never tried to get in somebody's house. That's ludicrous. Oh, D has one. Um, my friends and I were out dancing one time, and this creepy guy came up and started trying to dance with us one by one. One of my friend's boyfriends was there and threw us all behind him, and then the creepy guy started trying to dance with him. I think security ended up throwing this guy out. You think he was on something? What's that creepy, <laughs> dirty dancing? Dude? It feels like there was a lot of, like... Uh, Bad dancing going on. <laughs> you know, I never went to clubs. The end. But the guy started. <laughs> the guy started dancing with the boyfriend. I know that's. He just didn't care. He just wanted to dance. But that's, I think it must have been a creepy kind of dance. Probably like, trigger everybody's like creep a meter there. You know, like, you've been. Doing I'm sure he wasn't just doing that. Didn't you used to go to that one place here in Bar Harbor that's not really a meat market anymore, but used to be? I would consider Carmen Miranda? No, I wasn't going to say names. Oh. Well, this one's still open for business. <laughs> oh, Jetty's? What, when you could dance at Jetty's? Am I not supposed to say that either? Yeah, like the first few years we were here, it was a I went there like once with a group of people spot. from... I didn't know that. I went there once with a group of people from the Ellsworth Y after Oktoberfest in Southwest Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really well, I've repressed that too. <laughs> you know, there is a difference between repressing things no, no. and not remembering things because you drank too much. I never ever ever had alcohol back then. So that could be part of it. Um but what I remember the most was going out to the beach, which is yeah. the Bar Harbor Town dock, and it was there was all this bio shut up. Bioluminescence everywhere. Um and it was so beautiful. <laughs> And then I remember thinking, I will be lonely the rest of my life. Um, Dee said it wasn't really dirty. It was just weird. He was dancing with us one by one with a lot of crotch thrusting. Dee, if you are from New Hampshire. That's dirty. Crotch thrusting counts as dirty. <laughs> oh, All right, ready? Yes. I decided I couldn't leave the crotch thrusting comment up as our last comment. Um, so, I like it. Of course you do. Can you still not remember any creepy stories from your own life, man? I got a lot of creepy stories, but, you know, I don't 
Like, I got a lot of creepy professional ones, I guess. I don't really want to tell those. I That's mean, exactly what you have to say to make us all but like I, here. I can't express. You can't relate to something. It's like watching, really, it's like watching Silence of the Lambs. You, that scares you, but not because you can really relate to it. Uh, it just scares you because it's basic, you know, fear. Basic fear. Yeah. Dee said, compared to how everyone else was dancing, it was, wasn't dirty. There was a lot worse going. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read Amanda Courtney's? Do you feel well enough to do that, baby? I don't know. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Man, my first date story with my husband that I told you about in the past could all oh, yeah. also fit into this <laughs> a little bit. LOL. A date at a farm and no one else was there when I arrived. And April's fool. <laughs> it was April Fool's. LOL. Kind of scary and awkward. <laughs> Yesterday was our nine-year wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations on nine yeah. years. And that was a really good story, actually. Man, if we had a few more details, I bet it was really creepy. Like, it was. We, like, was your, was your husband at the time wearing some overalls and no shirt? <laughs> no, but he asked her out. They didn't know. She didn't know him. They go yeah. to this like farm out in the middle of nowhere. No one else is there initially, and she's. Oh, like, it wasn't like his family farm or anything. No. Oh. I don't know. Okay. So. Yeah, it was creepy. This it's is where I bring all my story. women. No, it was. Well, that's well, what she that's was what thinking. She was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. All you, right. see the, you see them hogs over there? You know, hogs will eat anything. Dude, what? you really need to write a horror story. You're very into it. Um, Amanda said it was a friend's farm and he was in a ripped up hoodie. <laughs> I okay. did. I, I was. I should have waited until I was done laughing. All right, I have a creepy story from Reddit. You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. When I was in high school, I had a really good friend who lived next door to a house that was always up for sale. People would move out in the middle of the night without a word, and it hadn't had the same owner for more than six months straight for a couple of years. One night, we were really bored. That's always a bad idea. Right, Christine? Because then you go to the devil's church. <laughs> when you're bored. Um, yeah. And yeah. he suggested we go explore the house next door since it sat empty for a while. We go around and back and there's a dog door that he can crawl through and he unlocks and lets me in. This reminds me of John Bell's Matchbox story a bit. <laughs> the house itself is really unremarkable. It looked like it was built maybe in the 1950s and was a craftsman-style house in an older, nicer part of town. My friend's house was similarly built. The kitchen had a really nice built-in breakfast table set against a picture window. The house's electricity was off, but you could see the street light through the window. My friend and I sit down on the floor across from this table and are just hanging out talking. Why? Who knows? All of a sudden, my friend screams, and in that instant, my vision goes black. But it wasn't that I just couldn't see. My body was engulfed in the sickly coldness from head to toe. I start screaming, and I feel my friend's hand grabbing mine and pulling me in some direction forcefully. My vision slowly comes back, and I start to warm up when I realize that we're outside under the streetlight. It was December. And it should have been much warmer inside of that house. Northern Hemisphere, obviously. Finally, I look at my friend and he looks scared. I'm really confused and kind of panicked myself and finally ask him what happened. He says that as I was talking, a black thing, this figure that was all black and only had the vague shape of a girl, crawled out from under the table and sat on top of me. Cool. Apparently... I started groping around. I don't know if that's the right word choice. I started groping around with my eyes wide open. Like I couldn't see. And he was so freaked out. He pulled me out of the house. We're still friends. And we bring it up every now and then. But the story itself never changes. And it still sends chills down my spine. To this day, 
I've never felt such blackness or coldness in my life. It was palpable, almost sticky. For a couple of days afterwards, I couldn't shake this unsettling feeling. I could never walk past that house again. Ugh. I'm scared to get out of bed now. <laughs> That's a pretty good story, actually. <laughs> it's I like scary, that. right? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I'd like to experience. Are you crazy? Well, like, no, just as like paranormal confirmation. How much do you need? I need a lot. Beyond my repressed memories of the devil church. I need a body. <laughs> just like Bigfoot. Finding bodies is kind of creepy. I found a lot of bodies before in my life. Yeah, I got you beat there. You were a cop, baby. I know. Cop. <laughs> um, I used to just randomly see people die when I was a child. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We lived in a weird place. Go New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> they had a lot of accidents where I lived. Um, yeah. I got down a really weird Reddit chain where I got angry because they were talking like people were talking with absolute assurity about what dead bodies smelled like. And it really bothered me. Too. Oh, so, yeah. That was kind of silly. But also, like, what kind of chain is this where people talk about that? That was creepy. Uh -huh. uh, Christine said, the house I grew up in used to be occupied by the monks from St. Anselm. That's a, a college near where we both grew up. The woman who lived in the house prior to us died in it. One of them never left. I have a lot of ghost stories. That's awesome, too. I need the ghost stories. I know. Maybe Christine will write you some ghost stories from yeah, her maybe. from her your growing up years. I can only hope. And tell me what happened in the devil's church that I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, what? Nothing. Do you have more creepy stories, baby? No, I don't. I bet I do. No, I'm let me sure. look. I'm sure. How can you not remember anything from it? Oh, oh, me personally? Yeah, like, did uh, any ladies ever hit on you in a creepy way? Come on. What? No, but if somebody did, that would be a good story, because that would be one messed up woman. <laughs> You're so self-deprecating. No, I meant to make me feel creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It takes a lot for you, doesn't it? Well, if they're like hitting on me, yeah, it takes a lot. A lot. No. I mean, it used to, of course. but Oh. So this is why Sean always goes to the grocery store. So oh, yeah. Protect me. It's because it's the hookup place in Bar Harbor. It's where all, all the people hit on each other. Everything happens there. That's why you self-checkout, man. <laughs> in and out. That's all I need. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't say that. <clears throat> My bad. <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm sorry. Do you love. want me to read another one, or you do you have what? Yeah, you better almost read one. End of I know time. we're almost out of time. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Christine's like that's what she said. Um, <laughs> every time I stay at my grandmother's house, this is from Duck Cake Eater, which is <laughs> the best username ever. D A. Space cake, space E-A-T-U-R, e eater. da cake eater. Every time I stay at my grandma's house, I hear someone walking upstairs. It starts at one side of the room, casually walks to the other and stops. This will happen maybe twice a night. I didn't start hearing it until I was about 14 when my grandparents made me start sleeping in a different room on the first floor because they started sleeping in separate bedrooms. Blah, blah, blah. Regardless, both of their rooms are also on the first floor. For a little backstory, my uncle Kelton, my uncle, my uncle Kelton, and my aunt Jody have always slept in separate bedrooms. A lot of, a lot of people do that, man. They and they both don't. have these tiny twin beds. Yeah. Like tiny, tiny, like hospital beds. My mom did not approve. My mommy was judgmental. She thought that was creepy. And she thought I was creepy. 
All right, whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> I made him cough. For a little backstory, yeah. I've always been afraid of upstairs at their house. I don't know why, but it's always freaked me out, and I refuse to ever go up there alone. I'm 23 now, still won't go up alone. There's one room specifically, though. It's a long, narrow bedroom. When you open the door, there are closets on your left and right. A bed placed roughly in the middle of the room and a window on the far side opposite the door. I was told growing up by my grandparents that the sound, the sons of the previous owner claimed to see a gorilla come out of the closet at night, dance around the room, and go back into the closet. Twice a night? Yeah. I thought nothing of this story until I had to start sleeping in the other room. The room located directly below the scary room upstairs. So we all go to bed. All the lights in the house are off, and I'm still awake, lying on the bed when I hear it thump, 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 starting at one end of the room upstairs. It got closer to me, passed right above me, and continued to the end of the room where it stopped. I'm wide awake, terrified, out of my mind. It was no question to me that I had heard footsteps. I knew that slow, casual pace. I was freaked out and went into my grandpa's room. I told him what I heard. He told me, the house is old and it creaks. But he turned the dining room light on for me, so I felt a little safer. I tried going back to sleep. Then it started again and stops when it reaches the door. I thought it was over until five seconds later. Then six, seven, eight, nine. Um, it's, I could hear it coming down the stairs. 10, 11, 12. Silence as it reached the landing. 13, 14, 15. And silence again as it reached the first floor. I was frozen in shock. Whatever it was, it was on my floor of the house. And sadly, unaffected by the dining room light. I was staring at the doorway to my room. The dining room light was shining in. And my vision began to distort. I felt dizzy with fear, so I pulled the blankets over my head and suddenly heard a scratching sound from inside my room. <laughs> I knew exactly uh, where it was coming from, too. My grandpa's gun case. It was a very obvious sound. Scratching on wood, long scratches down the front of the gun case door. I could even hear the door ever so slightly tapping against the frame as each scratch began. I tried to scream and I couldn't. I took a second to take my deep breath and let out a loud scream. In seconds, my grandpa had made it to my room and I was relieved, needless to say. He still didn't believe me. So I did what any normal person would do. I draped a sheet over the side of my bed and slept underneath it. I wrapped myself tight in a comforter, put on my headphones, and turned my back to the door. There could be a party of ghosts in my room, and I wouldn't even know. The next morning, my grandpa told my grandma about what happened the night before. She said, oh, that's silly. You know your cousin woke me up the last time she stayed here, and she came in my room saying, I hear footsteps. I slept <laughs> under the... <laughs> <laughs> These grandparents, seriously. I, I slept under the bed for the rest of my week, stay with them. I've stayed there countless times since that happened, and I hear footsteps every time. I sleep on top of the bed now, but keep my back to the door and sleep with the headphones on. I haven't heard it come down the stairs since that first night, but if it does, I don't want to know. You know, we'll probably never be grandparents to kids that are old enough to f fool with. But if we are, let's remember that. Oh, you want to pretend to do that? Yeah, we'll you do it on purpose. This? Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> that's awesome. We're never going to get to be grandparents. I know. It's so sad. But maybe a better thing if we're going to do that kind of stuff. What? Torment the grandchildren? Oh, oh, I thought you had a better them. idea. Like buy a no. B and B, like buy a bed and breakfast and do it to the guests. Oh, I totally did. I didn't know. <laughs> a place to be so popular. Oh like, yeah. Maybe we hey, should do that. Christine sent in a story you might want to read real quick. My father bought my mom a clock for their 10 year anniversary. My dad ended up hating winding the clock in the hourly gong. The clock stopped. Oh, Christine. The clock stopped permanently the day my dad died this summer. 40 years later, it totally broke. That was so sad. It is sad. That's so sad. But kind of 
amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Christine's dad was really cool. Yeah. That's so interesting. And you hear stories like that too, you know, like of, of people's watches stopping and yep. clocks stopping. And it's so interesting how that works. Like how, why is that, you know, like what is it that makes that happen? I think the real story here is how you should never buy your man a gift that requires daily maintenance. <laughs> But we are terribly I'm sorry your for requires, your. Oh, you are. You're I'm right. Your gift that requires daily maintenance, baby. <laughs> I was gonna say, but we are so sorry for your loss, Christine. Oh gosh, the whole world took a loss with that one. It's so sad. Christine's dad, amazing. <laughs> oh, he. Oh, he bought it for your mother. I was backwards, but it says your dad ended up hating. Oh. Jeez. Okay. Let that be a lesson to you, man. Never buy your wife a gift that requires daily maintenance. I got that all wrong. And the Good Lord. Stuff. I didn't but, buy you. I don't know. You kind of bought me me. Bought yeah. me you? You bought yourself me? Uh, <laughs> not really. It was quite a bidding war, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I won out. That was hysterical. That was the funniest thing. <laughs> Shani's funny. There you go. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us in the land of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> we could just make that our title every week. It probably could be. I kind of like the creepy podcast the best. And the hot wings. Creepy and yeah. hot wings are my favorite ones. We haven't done a hot wing one in a long time. No, we haven't. No. Thank you all very, very much. Very much. Good night. It was Have a so great nice weekend. To see you. Thank you for sharing your creepy stories. And yes, thank you, know, to you all. May all your stories only be creepy in a good way. <laughs> That's right. Right. It puts the lotion on the skin. No, don't. Don't, don't end with the creepy whisper. Have, have good dreams tonight, everybody. Oh, maybe you should say something else. Can you say something else creepy? I don't know anything else creepy. 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 Creeple. How about, all right, all right, all right. That's not creepy. Matthew McConaughey is creepy to me. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>